And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and marketing automation master, founder, and CEO of Think, Automate, Grow, Rich Thurman, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Automation master? Is that rich? Yeah. Wow, I like that intro. That was pretty cool. Yeah, a little copy magic. How you been? I've been good. You miss me yet? I'm surviving. I'm still alive. You miss me yet? Oh, yeah, I totally miss you. (laughs) How's New Orleans? It is amazing, the food and everything. You guys can hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you great. Yeah, we have uh, Brian, Ah. my my co-host for today in the studio. Uh, Brian's back for some great fun, and he's got some fun wisdom for us at the end, too. He's going to give us the uh, wisdom from Mars. I'm your ex. He's my ex. He's my ex. We're still in good terms. How are you, Rich? I'm doing good. Good. Doing good. Little little competition. That's okay. Yeah. See, if you're gone, I'll fill the spot. And then we also have Ben here. So Ben and I met. Gosh, it's been a while. We actually were networking when we first met at Talking Stick, and uh, he was with a different fitness group when we first met. And now he's off on his own. And we're actually going to have a challenge later to see who's the tallest because I have never felt so short. It's, it's my, amazing. Yeah. It's my gift for sure. Yeah. So, okay, so in the fitness world, and we have also Mars, who's actually working with people who are always competing, and that was kind of the agenda we had for today, so competition. And we also have Mark, who's actually going to be coming in from beyond Bourbon Street, telling us about New Orleans, the best places to be, and uh, just giving us some wisdom around podcasting, because he's been doing this for as long as we have. Is Mark on awesome. the show yet? Possibly. Not on, I think he's not, calling in now, possibly. So we'll have yeah. to see how that goes. But welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Brian, how have you been, man? Incredible. And it is so good to see you. Thank it you. is so good to see you. The things that you guys are doing, you and Rich, are uh, fantastic. So please keep it up, changing lives. And uh, 2018 is going to be our best year yet. Been real busy and real good. Fantastic. So any fun people you've been working with lately? Coaching some celebs? Come you know, I've, I've been working with organizations. I'm a, an executive coach at the American Express Leadership Academy at ASU. So that's in the nonprofit world. So that is really a, a huge opportunity for me to coach these tremendous leaders that are doing amazing things. So by default, I'm, I'm helping doing amazing things by supporting these people. So Absolutely. that's been an incredible ride, and I'm really proud of that work. Does the word competition ever show up? Always. In the nonprofit arena, too? It, it does. And it's funny you ask that because nonprofits, they've got to run their business responsibly. They've got to produce. They, they are lobbying and they're competing for grant dollars and all these different things. So um, competition is everywhere and certainly in the nonprofit world as well as uh, for profit. Hmm. And I think now we have Mark on the show. Mark, 
Yes. Hey, how are you? Welcome in. How, I'm great. How is New yeah, Orleans? And are you much. taking care of uh, our friend Rich out there? Well, he's still alive, so that's good. And I think he's had a good few days. But uh, we couldn't be better. We uh, just kicked off carnival season. We're celebrating the tricentennial of New Orleans. And, of course, a big Saints win Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so I have a crazy question because carnival and Mardi Gras, what's the difference? Sure. So carnival is a season. It starts on January 6th, which is uh, King's Day or the Feast of the Epiphany, right? And it runs through Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday varies because that's based on Easter, right? Mm -hmm. So that's Carnival. Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday. So it's the last day of Carnival, the Tuesday, right, with the big celebrations. And then overlaid on top of that are Mardi Gras parades, which start about 12 days before Fat Tuesday. All right, so Ben, do you know about Fat Tuesday? A little bit. <laughs> I know about beads and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ben is actually in the fitness space. So how does that work? Because I think we have to work out to actually have a Fat Tuesday. Right. Do, I mean, that's why we work out, to create the space so that we can enjoy Fat Tuesday, right? Yeah. So well you, said, Ben. <laughs> do you work out beforehand, Mark? So I try to stay in shape as best I can all year long. Um, so that Mardi Gras is just a few extra calories and hopefully a little bit of extra uh, not too much weight gain during the season. Yeah. But the it, is, uh, it, it is a challenge because part of, besides the celebrating, which maybe involves alcohol, um, maybe. king cakes are <laughs> maybe, a big maybe, part of carnival. And so king and a lot cakes of are something that kids and adults celebrate. And it's basically like a, uh, uh, almost like a cinnamon braided pastry with, with icing and, and uh, sprinkles on top. And so you'll see those at, at my kids will have them every Friday during carnival season at school. They'll have them in offices. Uh, and so it's really easy to grab a piece of king cake for breakfast, which looks an awful lot like cake, right? Mm -hmm. So not necessarily the best for your, for your fitness, Ben. <laughs> Sounds worth it, though. Yeah. So is that Definitely the recommendation, Ben, do you think? Just stay in shape so you never have to get in shape? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that one for sure. Yeah. It does make uh, it does make resolutions. You know, all those resolutions about getting in better shape or losing weight. Uh, you really have to do some planning in New Orleans if that's what you're going to do. Well, or I guess you can stay yeah. out of shape and then don't worry about it. Just that's, be as is. Sure, <laughs> that seems to be the trend, right? That can be sometimes. <laughs> that, that that that's my plan. Oh I'll, my. I'll just figure it out later. Yeah, I round is a shape for me, so that's my approach. So I. Uh, completely understand that's such a lie you are one of the most like dedicated <laughs> to health and I, I mean weren't you like doing some crazy stuff just the other day with like the cold treatment oh cryotherapy yes. have you guys have you guys done that seen that heard about it? it it's it got down to my only three minutes but it got down to 269 degrees below zero yeah brian's not competitive at all i was so frustrated because <laughs> i asked him what the record was you can only do it for three minutes <laughs> And it was like 272, and I'm like, no, let me stay in here. And he just like pulled the plug, and that was the end. <laughs> and I just left all defeated. But anyway, this stuff is it's great. He didn't I, want to I be really on the news that day. Anything for an edge. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> That's nice. Have you done that, Ryan? Or is that something that you do with your clients? Uh, I, I don't ben? do them uh, all the time, but I, I, I believe in it. I think it's awesome. And, you know, for both of us, our heads are sticking out the top of it with oh, yeah. steam coming oh, off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it can be help great tr tremendously with uh, recovery and, and that sort of thing. So. I like it. Now, how do you work with your clients? I know you have a system that's year-round. Do you have smaller, like, 
systems or? Well, I do a couple different things. So we have a physical location here in Phoenix and, um, you know, we work in small groups um, and we try to get the results that we did with personal training, but in groups of six or so. So um, we're really focused on the attention to detail and giving people individual programs rather than just beating the hell out of people and sending them on their way. So we are really big into recovery and, and different things like that. It might not be always cryo, but something else. Um, and then, you know, obviously we do personal training, that sort of thing. And then finally, we have a corporate component as well. So we work with um, several companies traveling all over the, the U.S. to go in and educate people on, you know, balance in, in lifestyle and working with executives to be like, hey, you're a type A person. I get it. So either don't neglect your health, which a lot of people will do. Um, or if you're the other type A person where it's like, I'll just run through a wall and you'll never stop. Hey, how can we bring you back a little bit and give you tools where you're not just beating the hell out of yourself, you know, coming back better and stronger. That's Brian. You know what? You might be right. But the other thing is people beat themselves up and they don't realize that they've got to take care of themselves first. And that's the, I mean, you, you can be programmed to believe that, no, I don't have time to work out. You've got to do that. So, uh, one question, Ben is the, the beginning of the year, new year's resolutions, are you extra busy during this time of year? Are you seeing an increase in volume or what is that looking like? Yeah, for sure. Just like, I mean, most gyms, I would say that, uh, you know, we see an uptick in people with New Year's resolutions and, and that sort of thing. Um, but as I was saying, or as you, as you were alluding to, it's, you know, it's a matter of teaching people habits and, and teaching them um, something that's going to last them so much longer. You know, I really feel like that's kind of been the tragedy in fitness right now is, is that anybody can beat you up and it's who can do more the craziest circus act. I mean, anybody who has an Instagram account is a fitness professional now. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of just like trying to educate people on how can you go long term. Um, and yes, so we have all these people who are coming in and being like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to diet, you know, eight days a week instead mm -hmm. of seven. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work out twice a day. And then they just beat themselves up. And then like you were saying, they're not getting the recovery that they can. And then they burn out in six weeks and then the gym's empty. So luckily we're, you know, it takes a little bit of education. And some people think we're a little crazy because we're telling people instead of working out six days a week, come three days a week, mm -hmm. you know, and then build yourself up so you can, you know, maintain it and have that momentum going on. Actually, that's not too bad for six weeks. They can maintain that. <laughs> that's uh, kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Rich is in. So I, I have a, yeah, so I have a question for you. So then um, do you bring any kind of like competition or gamification to get them to continue to pass those six weeks? How do you keep your, how do you keep them coming back to your gym? Uh, what we do in core, our community is everything. So like we really are big on, you know, encouraging people. Um, I would say, you know, things that, you know, the buzzword thing like uh, CrossFit is huge into competition. And that is a complete game. And I think that's why they've been so successful because you're playing a sport, essentially. You're, you're trying to get a new record, essentially, against yourself or your peers. You know, for us, we build it out a little differently. Um, you know, we really focus on our community. Um, but we do do minor games. I think the gameplay... Um, is an awesome thing. So the end of our workouts or that sort of thing, we usually spend four to six minutes trying to have some sort of competition within our groups. And I think that it makes it, you know, it kind of takes it back to that school age type of um, competitions, fun stuff. Um, but people well, like laugh. dodgeball. What do you do? Well, we don't do dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play dodgeball. Yeah. Dude. So I mean, anything that I always get picked last. <laughs> well, I'm six nine, and so I got picked last for dodgeball as well. So don't worry. Oh yeah, perfect target. <laughs> So what kind of games do you play? Like, what's, what's the I mean, the anything like, from, like, I mean, the goofiest thing, like, Duck, Duck, Goose, or something like that where we're getting people that are getting up and getting down. Um, we don't play exact. I mean, we may play something similar to dodgeball or even if it's, like, um, uh, relay races or anything that has people to take their mind off of fitness but then also have them 
get into a competitive spirit. All of a sudden, I see somebody is like, oh, I can't even move. This is so hard. And all of a sudden, you turn around two seconds, like, I just saw you move faster than you've ever moved in your life. Um, so when you put that kind of that competitive game type of play into it, a lot of people will buy in. Um, it's because we have so many rehab and functional type of stuff that we want to get accomplished is like the meat and potatoes. So, but we want to give and, and make it fun as well. That's, it seems like that's more sustainable, right, to have – competition but a component of fun yes because if you're going to grind it out that'll last you that'll get you to a point but that'll also you'll also run out of steam kind of like you were talking about earlier but if you turn around and it's just like wait a minute i had a workout and that was kind of fun and that's the the strategy it seems like that's more of a long-term um approach that, that's effective for sure i mean uh we, like i said we we want to make sure that it's a component and give people kind of what they want um probably 30% of the time, and then the rest of the time, it's not sleight of hand, but I want to, you know, there's certain things that we want to do that we know that will accomplish the goals that they're trying to do, um, and especially so that they move better. I, we want to send people out, um, you know, feeling better and moving better. I think, like I said, that so many places right now, it's just like, what's harder, 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 and that's, it's, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. You're going to eventually run out of harder, and then you're going to be broken. And so we're just try, trying to build people up and then have a little fun as well. Psychologically, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we do fitness as well, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's not just a matter of um, um, anything in, in life. Fitness is like a, a portion of it to, you know, release those endorphins. Wait, it's not just good. about looking good? <laughs> it can be. I had to throw it, it in can there. Be. It can be. <laughs> no, I mean, that's definitely the out. I mean, you, you do get that piece, but it's definitely not something that I think going in is not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so what got you well, started I, in this? I, go ahead. Go ahead. What got you started? Because I think the, the backstory behind this is also really strong. Um, well, what got me started is, I mean, I've been on a diet since I probably was mm, seven or eight years old. I mean, just always struggled with my weight my whole life um, and always been a frustrating thing. Um, so it, I was always searching for what I was going to do within that. I fell in love with basketball. And so I coached college basketball and then got into the strength and conditioning portion of it. Um, coaching college basketball had me on the road, sleeping in hotels and eating Chick-fil-A and gaining way too much weight. Um, so I wanted to get away from that sort of thing, but I fell in love with the fitness component of it. Um, after living overseas and coming back, um, I reached out with one of my buddies uh, who had started a studio here, and I kind of understood the business side of things a little bit. Um, and so did he as well, but we wanted to collaborate together and we're able to build up something um, that, that worked pretty well, and he's very, very successful now. Um, and then moving from there, opening up another's location, and then, you know, now finally having one just on my own has been a pretty awesome experience. And you have a team that works with you now. Yeah, so I, I have uh, four, four trainers that work for me, and, I mean, it, it's awesome. I definitely couldn't do anything. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get anything accomplished without them. They are, they are amazing. They, they pick up the slack, and they have um, – because, they, I, 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 like, my philosophy or my idea, like, end goal, right, is to be more of like the Wizard of Oz. I like to be a little bit more behind the scenes and push my guys out and make them the rock stars, and they, they totally take, take, a, take a hold of that and they'll run with that. And so I just, I'm there to basically support them and make sure that they have all the, the resources that they need so they can help everybody else out. Yeah, but I think it's doing an injustice. You can't really hide behind any curtain. <laughs> like, there's definitely so much power behind you. that I mean, when we met, I was just like, wow, it's going to just – I just saw it when I met you. I was like, wow, you just – you're amazing. Like, you really saw something for people that – not only was about looking good and, and feeling good, but it was just like this health and this mission to actually inspire people to actually be their best, which is funny because the name of your company like reminds me of being inspired. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely that piece of it that's just, you know, we can all do it. Yeah. And that huge community and that it almost sounds like you have a family that for, you get to go for and sure. play well, with. I think it's so much more uh, fitness. 
it, like we're talking about the different components of fun and games and that sort of thing, I just think fitness is more than um, just reps and sets. I mean, because it can just it, it can end so quickly after right. that. Mm -hmm. um, and one, it gets just boring. I mean, I mean, going in every day, I the guys who I lift with, we could do the same lift every single day. That's just what we love. For the majority of people that we work with, are successful business people, just like all of you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're just kind of coming in as a, as a portion of it. So it's, it's trying to create, you know, I, I say I go back to like, you know, the Greek philosophy of where they would bring people in and they'd be like, they do archery and poetry and all these other different things. I just think of fitness as a portion of your life. So we can take people, bring them in and be like, listen, this is just as important, you know, as, you know, it's a, or it's just a portion of your life that we need to really work on and make it you know, successful, it will complement everything else that you did. And now we have a like a group of like-minded people that are like, I'm successful at my business, mm -hmm. and then this is a portion of it, which, which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So I, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you bring that competition, how you're showing up at the gym and with your health, and you bring it into your business, your relationships, you know, what does that end up looking like? For sure. When you can't even make enough money if there's not health involved. Like, there's never going to be something that's going to overcome just being healthy. Right. Like, if you don't have that, you don't have a business right. at yeah. the end of the day. And, and being yeah. your most excellent self, like, that's really just it. Like, being it in the health, in family, in life, like, that's where you really win. Yeah. So, okay, so we were talking earlier, Brian and I, about how the real competition is really in your head. So really, do you see yeah. that with people? Like when that six week comes and they're like, all right, I've, I've lost enough or I just want to quit. Like what is the thing that makes a difference for people? And that's sometimes a challenge that we all have within ourselves. Like there's been businesses I've started, businesses I failed at, but through all of them, I learned something. And it actually propelled me actually to, to be at a higher level when I started again. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as far as the competition goes within people, I mean, we do challenges just like a lot of other people and just getting people in the door and, and to kind of uh, get a big jump start on whatever we're doing. We call our stuff jump start and rather than a, a challenge just because, like we were saying before, it's trying to create the habits that are going to last you for so much longer rather than, you know, because you know, it really, if you're competing against, if I'm competing against you in marketing and you've been doing marketing for so long, it's gonna, and if I compare myself against you, it's not really fair because you've been doing it for so long. Um, and, and, you know, maybe I could get there, but it's like, how am I going to go along that path? So same thing with fitness. So we're trying to get people to get habits and focus on the process rather than in six weeks, I want to look like X. Because if, if that's fine, we can reverse engineer that. And then mm -hmm. once we reverse engineer that and say, Here's the things that you need to do. If you can focus on those individual things on a daily basis, you're going to get so much more results than if you just like, I just want to look like, you know, the girl, the girl or the guy in the magazine. Because then once you get there, then, then what? what? Then what? Yeah, you're so, burnt out. So, Ben, what is... Uh, well, you go to, you go to New, I'll say you go to New Orleans. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What I was going to say, what I was going to say about that is, I think uh, I was a competitive runner and a triathlete for many years, Ben, and one of the things that you find is that that's one side of competition, but the other side is being in shape makes you so much sharper in those other things, right? So I was, I was really good at a certain level, but I was never going to be world class, but I could take that same discipline and the, 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 the energy that I got out of regular exercise and excel at the things that I was really, really good at. And so it kind of has that compound effect. 100%. And, cer and certainly from a confidence perspective, I, I would imagine that's a, that's a benefit. But one of the questions I had, Ben, is the, the common denominator for your most successful clients, what would you say that is? 
that, that they focus on the process. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we've had, you know, countless people lose 50, 100 pounds or, or train for or, or gain 25 pounds, which actually is, is sometimes harder, you know, talking to you know, some of the athletes that we work with to try to make them call them every single night, be like, are you eating, are you eating, are you eating, they hate me, right? <laughs> um, but if I can get them, to, anybody to focus on, you know, who's the most successful is the guys who can do the same thing every day. So whatever we commit to, whatever the plan is, we always sit down and be like, here's your plan, rather than just be like, we're going to lose 25 pounds. Okay, well, what are we going to do? And if they, the most successful people are like simple things, like I'm going to walk 10,000 steps a day. Can you do it every single day? You know, instead of being like, well, I'm just going to diet and starve myself. It's like, you know, I'm going to eat X amount of vegetables every single day. I'm going to drink water. Instead of taking things away from you, they, they're able to focus on things and put it into their life, and it starts to slowly push out the negative habits that they had in the mm-hmm. past. So that's usually what I see as the most successful people. And, and then the people that are, are patient, I mean, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I think in fitness, um, a lot of other businesses too, you see so many shows that are like business makeover shows and that sort of thing, but... Also in fitness, is the, the, the idea behind fitness is right now. So if I can get people to just slow down and give people realistic expecta- expectations on, you know, what they're doing or, or why they're doing it, and then also just like you guys were talking about with, like, rewiring your brain as far as competition and, and being, like, you know, making those positive endorphins, if we can re-educate people to be like, you know, yes, it's going to help you mentally and it's going to help you with the rest of your life and all these other different things to – go into the small process of it rather than just being like, I'm just trying to drop 20 pounds. So those are the most successful people that we see is really focused on the process rather than the end result. So there's never a stop point. I mean, like there really isn't. It's like brushing your teeth. Like unless you want your teeth to fall out, brush your teeth. Like there's never going to be an end to that. Mm -hmm. And if you can get comfortable with that, I think that it it makes the process a lot easier. Yeah. Instead of fighting it. Like I just want to get there. Well, there is no get there. And like we talked about with everything, competition is ongoing, right? And when you can embrace that, like if I grind it out and get through this workout, that's one thing. But if I can really embrace competition in every aspect of my life, personally and professionally, then I enjoy the journey. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's back to your point about, you know, enjoying it and, and having fun with it and, and it being more of a game. So. Just yeah, I always like saw it as a part. negative. Like I always thought like someone loses if you're competing, but mm-hmm. it's really about having a vision well, that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Like really being an inspiration for Perfect. others. Yeah. What were you going to say? Perfect. Rich? Because that's my, actually, that's my question. It's like, okay, so who's more competitive, men or women? Ooh, I'm the only girl on the show. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say guys. <laughs> I think it depends. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's a, I'll take a woman training for, uh, right before her wedding over anybody. Oh. <laughs> I mean, over <laughs> You're anybody. You're talking about something else. That is awesome. That that's, is awesome. A, that's nice that's work like right there. That's like the goal, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you have a goal, there's something different yeah. in there. I mean, you talk about co- competition, they won't eat anything. I mean, it's the <laughs> best client in the world. <laughs> that's not good either. Well, and I'm the dad of six-year-old yeah. twin daughters, and uh, talk about competition. I think <laughs> those two little kids are far more fiercely competitive than uh, than me or any guy I know. So, with each other or just in general? With with each other, with dad, with anyone. There's just like a fierce streak in them. When did you start uh, seeing that? Because that's pretty interesting. Like at probably ten months. Wow. Like, Tiny, tiny, tiny. Now, some of that my wife attributes to me and, and sort of I've been a lifelong athlete and into fitness. But I don't know. I think girls at a younger age can focus more. Um, you know, the, the boys in their class are still like walking around in circles and scratching at the dirt. <laughs> and uh, the, the girls are excelling at that age. So, 
Well, and sometimes it's what's driving I, I, you. Like at the end of the day, you have athletes that are just yeah. like driven for the money. Like mm -hmm. it's either you're going to be in the spot or you're not going to take the spot. And that's money on the line. Yeah. Or I, the wedding. I mean, I get that one. No, that's, you're exactly right. The, think about that. You're, it depends because your competition correlates with your why, your values, your can I get into that wedding dress? Can I uh, beat my twin sister or twin brother? So it's all competition is connected to your why and your values. Yeah, but, I think it's having know, something that's big enough, though. Like it's going to stretch out, not yeah. just like that point, like the wedding, then, then what? You gain the weight back? Unfortunately, that does happen. I but just see what, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I, I think I that, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that we're competing. Ben <laughs> <laughs> one, go. Uh, I, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think that, like, when I was a college athlete, five hours a day of of, of training was no big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like because I just wanted to be the best at you know the game that I was playing in basketball or whatever. Um, but now, like at our gym, we always say you versus you. So, like, mm -hmm. can you be a better version of yourself? Mm -hmm. um so that's like our, yeah, our mantra and, and everything that we do so when you talked about running you know it, it's like maybe i might not be world class but i can beat my time mm -hmm. you know or, or it's like i can be you know a, whatever else your competition might be within yourself i mean i think that's what you know can be that transition if you don't have a specific event a wedding yeah. or you know a game or whatever else you're going to be able to do and that seems realistic versus some of the other challenges we put ourselves against like either you want that body, but you're not even shaped that way, or you know you want something that's just kind of not realistic. I think with competition, as it relates to a game, game or preparing for something, that's such a big thing because that's when you win, right? When you practice and you compete against yourself and practice, and then when the fourth quarter rolls around in basketball, say, um, if you're tired you know your opponent is ready to pass out because you've put in all of those hours and you've competed with yourself at such a high level that that also um, leads to confidence and performance. 100%. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So we're actually going to take a quick break right now. Um, and we're going to talk about King's Cake when we get back. <laughs> Entrepreneur Simplified is a business coaching and consulting firm that provides educational programs to entrepreneurs and small business owners. We have world-class trainers that lead or retreats and coach our participants in sales, marketing, product development, leadership, and processes and systems. Our programs, especially our MBO, Masters in Business Ownership, create breakthroughs that allow our clients to truly experience a shift in how they operate their business and reach their full potential. This is about real solutions for real business. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA-approved UltraShape Power for powerful fat burning. The UltraShape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. 
Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. All right, we got to correct that one. Um, so we're back on uh, Bourbon Street. So what's up, Mark? Tell us about Bourbon Street and how'd you get started with this podcast? Because I was actually pretty amazed at your numbers and um, it looks like you're pretty busy too. Like looking at your Facebook, you've got family, you've got life. What's happening? Beyond Bourbon Street was really about uh, loving New Orleans and being fed up with the stereotype that, that you guys will be fed in the next couple of weeks over carnival season. You know, you see the pictures on the national news about people doing lewd things and getting ridiculously drunk and raising their shirts for beads on Bourbon Street. Nah, and that look, doesn't happen. That stuff all happened. I didn't get any beads. I didn't get any beads. So I can pull it. Fall apart. And so so dis- disturbing. That stuff does happen. But got, it, uh, Brian is, is blushing. Oh, <laughs> good. So that stuff happens. But, you know, we have real lives here and we work out, like, like Ben was talking about, and we raise families. And Mardi Gras in particular is a, is a family activity. It's a family-friendly activity. And people don't believe that. And so it just got me thinking a couple of years ago after seeing the news that, you know, that's not, that, that's a tiny slice of New Orleans, but that's not hardly all of it. And I was sick of the stereotype and, and I really loved the city and the culture. And I thought, you know, I was looking for a way to start a side business and also just share my love of New Orleans. And uh, so I decided to do a podcast called Beyond Bourbon Street. And so what we do is try to take people on an exploration through through the lens of locals like me and share with them the everyday things and the spectacular things. Uh, and so, like, for instance, that Bourbon Street picture you're going to see plastered over the next couple of weeks. Let me tell you real briefly about our experience. We have six-year-old twin girls. We take them about four miles out on the parade route, so the parades don't run through the French Quarter, which people don't realize. We will be surrounded by, by families barbecuing and picnicking and sharing food and, yes, some alcohol. Mm-hmm. We will put them in what's called a parade ladder, it's going to sound really crazy, but think of a six-foot aluminum ladder that you build a plywood box on top, about three feet long, about 14 inches tall, with a dowel in the front. You mount all that on top of the ladder, and you put your kids in it, and the parent stands behind them on the ladder. And so the idea is they're above the crowd, and they can see the parades and catch the throws. And that's the way I grew up. That's the way my kids are growing up. And that's the, the Mardi Gras that, that families would tell you about in New Orleans. We do it every year. Yeah, Kids love that. it. We all dress up. Uh, you know, yeah, and so that, it's, it's and that was my, it was my experience um, catching the first parade of the uh, year on Saturday, right? And right. so that, it, was, it was all families. It was, just, it was just really, really awesome. You know, Kids what's, there what's cool about you? New Orleans is a city that surprises you when you let it. You know, there's definitely a soft, steamy underbelly, if you will. You can uh, you can go have a raucous good time and drink sugary, high-alcohol drinks. And you can also have a great time with families, and you can explore history and culture. 
and obviously fabulous food and, and incredible music. Uh, and that's kind of what we try to do, Lisa, is, is share that with people. Um, the podcast, as you mentioned, it's about two years old. Um, we, we've had tremendous following and just tremendous engagement. Ben was talking about community, and it's the same way. Um, whether it's the podcast or the Facebook group or the Instagram, people just really bond with a love of New Orleans. And, you know, we're, we're able to share that through those different ways. It's really a lot of fun to do. Hey, Mark, I have an unfair question for you. Um, if if <laughs> I was going to ask you to send me to one place, um, food, music, people, events, if you can only send me to one place, what place would that uh, be? So... I will hedge a bit and tell you that in New Orleans, New Orleanians talk about our last meal. So if I knew that I was going to have one last meal, I would have that meal at Mr. B's Bistro in the French Quarter. Okay. And I would have gumbo yaya, which is chicken and andouille sausage gumbo. And I would have barbecue shrimp. And it's not shrimp and barbecue sauce. It's shrimp uh, that are sauteed in a garlic, onion, butter, Worcestershire sauce. Wow, and then I would have thing? dessert, and uh, yeah, it's good for lunch, good for dinner. But if I had one last meal in the city, that's what I would eat. If I could only do one thing, I would go to Jazz Fest, okay. which is the last weekend in April and the first weekend in May. Um, the thing about Jazz Fest is you can see the best music in the world, from local New Orleanians to huge uh, pop acts and everything in between. In the, in the infield of the horse racing track. And so the ability to pay one price, go in for 12 hours and enjoy world-class food surrounded by 10, 12 different types of music in one day, that's a pretty special way uh, to enjoy a day. You had me at Mr. B's. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, as a New Orleanian, I get to do all of that, which is why I was interested in Ben's talk, because it's a constant struggle to, uh, yeah. to keep yourself so that you can enjoy life and that's one of the things we really do here is enjoy life wow it's it's funny because when you said the last meal almost reminded me of like the cheat meal like mm-hmm. we talk about yeah. when you're working out it's almost like you have the cheat meal or the cheat day and like does that something <laughs> as an athlete and living in like do you do you practice that or is it something that you just have as a lifestyle just you know incorporate I into think your of it as, as, yeah i think of it as pacing you know both when you, I think, when you live in New Orleans and certainly doing what I do where I'm sharing the culture and the food and all with people, it means I'm out eating and enjoying that a lot, right? And so there are some days a cheat day where I know it's going to be a big day or a big evening. And so I'll really try to kind of plan towards that. But what I mostly try to do is, is just pace myself and, and do the things to take care of my body regularly so that when I want to go do that stuff, I'm sort of geared up, right? Now, it's hard this time of year. I'll probably gain a couple pounds. I'm usually training for a half marathon or a marathon, which helps offset it a little bit. Um, but, you know, that's the same thing we tell people when they come to visit. New Orleans, I'd be curious how your experience has been, Rich, but it's about pacing. If you go to Bourbon Street and you drink super sugary, high-alcohol drinks, you see people that don't make it beyond the first night, right? <laughs> and then you got to take a day off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not the oh, yeah. way that we would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't really. I can't really divulge everything that's been going on for the last like three, four days. But the one thing they do appreciate is Abita has uh, the Big Easy, which is an IPA, and it's four point five percent alcohol by content. 
And so I found that, and I'm like, okay, cool. So that's all I've been drinking the entire time, so I could pace myself, don't have to worry uh, about hangovers, all that stuff. And yeah, you're absolutely correct. You've got to pace, 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 well, and take naps. There's so much, you know, right. That's the thing that people come here, and they sort of, a little like going to Las Vegas, they just go nuts, right? But if you're going to be here for three, four, five days, or we hear, we hear from and help a lot of people who move to New Orleans. They fall in love with the city and they move. And, and you've you got to have a plan and sort of pace yourself or you just can't make it, uh, particularly this time of year with Carnival where there's so much on top of all the things, right? So every day there's 1,500 restaurants in New Orleans, and, and I could name 200 that I would tell you are, are above anything you're going to get in most other places. And on any given weekend, there's 15 or 20 things that, as a family, we're just trying to decide which of those things do we want to do. And then you layer special events like Mardi Gras and Carnival and Jazz Fest and all that stuff on top of it. Um, you know, it, it is about pacing and, and making decisions. And again, back to, to Ben trying to trying to lead a healthy lifestyle in between all that stuff or as part of it. Hey, so but, one know, of the things I wanted to I was going to say, one of the things that's kind of coming up for me is I realize for both you and Ben is, you know, marketing your particular businesses. So it seems like that this time of year would be uh, an uptick for you guys. So um, for each of you, how are you guys specifically kind of marketing what you guys do? Uh, well, for, for us particularly, we are, um, we, I mean, obviously there's social media, we spend money there. Um, but for us, with our tight community, I mean, we, we literally ask our people, you know, who do you have and who do you want to be part of your family or your group? Um, so we, we lean really hard on that um, just because our, for our niche and our, our sort of our, um, our small individual location here in Phoenix, that's how, that's how we drive our stuff. Um, but then obviously the traditional stuff as far as, you know, spending money on, you know, some sort of marketing campaign, um, that, that's for our in-house stuff. That's how we do most of our stuff. And you're in a different location, too. Like, you're right across from the VIG. Yes. So I think location is also something that actually mm. benefits. So when you find those, you know, neighborhoods that you know people are usually at, like, even just having parties or just inviting people over to check it out is, is just one of those great things to do. Yeah. I mean, people won't travel. Usually people won't travel. We have a couple of crazy people that travel a long ways to see us, um, which I'm honored that they do. But typically three to five miles is going to be our sort of our range. Um, for, for a gym as far as people. And then, you know, we talk about consistency and habits and all these other things that we've been talking about um, or healthy lifestyle. And once it gets longer than that, it's tough to fit it in. I mean, you know, there are a couple people that they live for um, uh, working out and that's all they do, which is cool. You see them walking around in Lululemon all day long, which I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> striving for. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, a lot too. of other people are, you know, me busy, too. busy professionals. And so that's, they, they got to fit it in where they can. So, you're right. We, we work really close in our community, whether it's other businesses or that sort of thing, networking and communicating with people in our area. How about for you, Mark? And, and our, yeah, for us, you know, the market is so much bigger because New Orleans is a destination. And so our main products right now, one, one we, we have advertising, we have affiliates, but we offer a travel consult service and a couple on-demand products. And the way we get the word out about that is, one, like Ben, again, we have a really strong community. And they they love the the show and and if they've taken advantage of some of the products they tend to be our best promoters. We also have an Instagram account which is at Beyond Bourbon ST and we have about fifteen thousand followers there. And if you look at it, you'll see it's almost all pictures of New Orleans um, architecture, pictures that I take. 
and that gets out and really gets people interested. And then they, they want to know more about where they can learn more about the city or inevitably somebody will write to us and say, hey, we're coming to New Orleans. Can you help us make it the best trip ever? And one of the things that's happened for us, because we have this sort of photographic backdrop, you know, the, the architecture is so beautiful here. Uh, just this morning, Southern Living Magazine picked up one of one of our photos. So that goes out to a million people and people will then uh, sort of funnel back to us and to the podcast and, and find out about our partners and our products. And so it's been mostly organic for us. We're just starting to get into paid marketing a bit. But we kind of have the opposite problem. You know, Ben, you were talking about sort of a three to five mile radius. For us, it's so huge. It's figuring out where to target your time and energy um, towards attracting people because it's almost, you know, it's almost too big. It's like saying I want to be in shape versus I have a goal. And so um, we've had to sort of take a gradual approach to that and to learn as we go, because that was new for us, the marketing aspect of it. How do you help narrow that down? Because that, that does seem like a big, like, what do you just throw a dart? <laughs> you know, what we do is we, it sounds redundant, but we ask our community. You know, we find out, and obviously with the podcast, you can get stats of where people are. Mm. And so most of our listeners are um, only about 20% are in New Orleans. The rest are in the big population centers across the country. So we start to look at groups there. And, of course, we're a big destination for conferences. And so we partner with, if there's a conference coming, one of the things we're doing is reaching out to those conferences and the promoters there and the hashtags and and letting people know about the city. And if they're coming in town, maybe they're bringing a spouse or a partner and they want to add a few days on and they want to make it. You know that question when you go somewhere and you say, I wonder what the locals do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we help people plan their trip, right? And, Rich, I, I intentionally didn't do too much of that with you to see what your few days were, and then we'll talk about it <laughs> and, and give you a few things for today. Yeah. But the idea of you can otherwise just funnel yourself down on Bourbon Street and look up three days later, and you, you haven't <laughs> seen the architecture or the Mississippi River or learned about Mardi Gras. And so that's, you know, yeah. for us, kind of neat, Elisa, because it's daunting but we can take one little piece at a time, and each slice is so big because so many people come to New Orleans each year. Great. Were you always into photography? I know that's one of those fun things that marketing has turned into. Like, how do you take your photos and, like, putting those right. you know, pictures I, out? It's crazy. I wasn't, and I also didn't think of myself as creative. Mm. And I started taking pictures on the way to pick up the kids from school or on the way back or – my wife would say, can you get the kids to burn off some energy before you bring them home? So we'd go for a walk in the neighborhood. And I'd start, you know, I'd say, hey, stand there by that, that, that set of steps and let me take your picture. And then I'd take a few other pictures. And I really kind of fell down the rabbit hole and started posting them. And the first couple of pictures maybe weren't so good, but I started to get some feedback. And I, I just have, um, it's just been amazing to me. It, it's opened my eyes. Um, both as a marketer, but also as just a New Orleanian. I see things through a different lens, literally now. Um, The disconnect is I take these beautiful images and post them, and then most people don't realize that there's products and a podcast. So that's that's what we're working on in 2018. How do we make that connection for people uh, and obviously to support the business? It's but kind yeah, of funny I think, when, when I started first doing um, Facebook, like that was all about my kids at the time. Uh, my, my kids quickly realized that every photo with them would actually create more <laughs> movement. So they started charging me for their photo. So they started the affiliate program really early 
That's so awesome. we won't see too many photos with them anymore. Nice Because their their money. Just I hope kept, my children yeah. don't. They'll don't they'll catch on. Good. They well, really they're really quick. Hey so. Mark, do you have? So what my girls. Go ahead. Oh, I was just I'm just curious the uh, your favorite picture. Do you have a favorite picture that you've taken? And if so, can you describe it to us? Gosh, one favorite picture. Um, it has to be you food. know probably on. one of. I'm gonna go look on it right now. I'll go. Judge. So I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go give you. You'll see on the Instagram account nearly all the pictures are of houses, um, but I, I'm gonna say two things. Neither of which. Well, one sort of food. There's a thing called Roman candy in New Orleans. It's basically taffy, like you would get, uh, say, on the East Coast at, at the beach, right? Mm -hmm. But the tradition is that there was a Roman candy man, and he was in a wooden cart that was pulled by a mule. Well, that cart is still in existence, and it's a third generation now of that family. And so you will see that cart uh, along St. Charles Avenue and sometimes at the zoo and other places, and you can stop. It used to be a nickel when I was a kid. Now it's a dollar a stick. Um, and it's one of the very first pictures I took, Elisa, in the feed. So you got to scroll all the way down. Wow, these but pictures are amazing. Being... These homes are great. I'm just on there right now. It's like, yeah. wow. So that one, because yeah. it's, a, it's such an insider thing about New Orleans. And the other, if you scroll through there, you'll see uh, another tradition of Mardi Gras are what we call Mardi Gras Indian gangs. So in the African-American community, there's a history of masking Indian. And really that idea is about... Um, thanking uh, Native American Indians who helped African Americans, particularly as they were trying to escape slavery, and then later as they became freedmen. And that's the, the culture here. For more than 100 years, um, you have these Indian gangs that dress, and they make these suits um, by hand. They pay for them themselves. They often cost a thousand or more dollars in materials and thousands of hours to make them. Wow. And so you'll see occasionally I'll post pictures. When you get out on the street and get to see um, them carrying on this tradition and the beauty in the suits. It's a pretty special thing. And so I like those two things. The food I, I tend to eat quicker than I take the pictures. So <laughs> I, I'm not good about it. The food comes and I take yeah. a bite. My wife says, you're supposed to take a picture and now it's too late, right? You know? uh, no, those are some great <laughs> images. Seriously. Great pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. my, my best advice awesome. on that is take the picture and then walk away and then stop and turn back and look again. Hmm. And often it's the angle that you didn't expect. Hmm. It's funny how you said you were considering yourself a creative. And I think sometimes as a creative, you overanalyze to the point that you paralyze and you won't mm -hmm. do the work that yeah. you feel like you should. So it's great to see that sometimes it's just, you know, take the picture and just keep going because there's so much to see and so much to do. Well, and, and I blend them all again. I, I, at first I was like, well, where do Ben and I intersect? But here's a great way. That's how I get my exercise today. So my runs, um, it used to be I would run seven to nine miles and not stop, right? Except at an intersection. Nowadays, that same seven to nine mile run takes me 20 minutes longer because I'll stop and take pictures. <laughs> and most of these are taken with my phone. Um, I find that I like the challenge of being able to do it with just the phone. And at the same time, that enables me to go run or walk or, or ride a bike and get out in the community and both get some exercise while I'm also supporting what we're trying to do with Beyond Bourbon Street. So uh, on that note, when we connect this to competition, Mark, are you constantly looking for the competing with yourself for the best possible picture? Or are you more present with just... Um, taking as many pictures as you can and seeing what, what shows up? 
Actually, neither. I am more interested in trying to be present and exploring the, the right? We, we go through so fast in life these days. Mm. I am more, when I go out on those photo walks or runs, I'm more trying to just soak up and enjoy it. Mm. And when I let something sort of come into my subconscious and go, you know what, that's a really neat thing. That fence, I never noticed before, and there's skulls on it, mm. and it's 150 years old. Rather than just trying to take a ton of pictures or go target something, it's it sounds corny maybe, but it's really about just trying to be present and absorb. What the podcast has shown me that, that I was surprised about is how much beauty and how much New Orleans has to offer that we take for granted when we live here. And so it has been about taking these pictures has been about stopping and appreciating that without targeting it. Just kind of, I'll pick a block and say, I'm going to go park and walk down that block because I've never just taken the time to do that. And the pictures just come, as you can see, we just have so much to share with people, whether it's food or music or architecture. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. I think we're all taken back by that. Being yeah. present is actually yeah. such a beautiful thing. Even when you work out, I mean, being present and mm. like what you eat, like when you're having the cake, I think a lot of times we judge that moment instead of just like tasting it, enjoying it, yeah. knowing that it's there for the moment, then go run or whatever you got to do. But it's, it's such a beautiful space to be present when you're taking those images. And, and what a great reminder. Thank mm. you, Mark. Sure, and I yeah. think again, All we have the is fitness now. Enables, me, <laughs> enables you to do that, right? I think while goals are important, for me, exercising is, it really is about that journey, right? I love the daily training just as much as the end result mm -hmm. and maybe more. And then it enables you to be present, whether it's for your family or your business or exploring New Orleans or places like that. It's funny, I have two boys that played football in high school and they've created like a lifestyle around fitness and it's just so part of their thing. Like I was asking my youngest, I'm like, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, we're going to the gym. I'm like, seriously? Like that was his night out with the guys. But it's such in, like it, it just makes them feel better. It's, you know, it's their, their game, you know, it depends on it. And it's one of those things like the earlier we get that instilled in us, like it's yeah. great to see that you're taking your daughters out mm -hmm. and, and just being a part of that. Like, just get into that habit as soon as possible it's, it's, and never get out of it. Yeah. Like, that's the key. Well, it's like, like Ben was saying, it's a, it's a behavior. Like, yeah, that behavior versus yeah. something that, is, yeah. that does not serve you, what, what a difference that is. My kids are the same way. Well, yeah. in our, at our gym, like, our, our favorite pictures, and if you, even through our Instagram and stuff, our, my favorite thing is not the pictures of people, like, you know, or videos of people lifting heavy stuff. It, we give shirts that been taken on you know the great wall of china or in mm -hmm. you know the dominican republic or all over the place and that's really what our place is about or, or what i think life is about it's like you're working out or you're doing these things so that you're able to go do things in life right not right. so like yes it's really cool that you can pick up 500 pounds and, and that's neat and that's for some people that's their goal but you know for us a lot of the the, the takeaways is, is that so you can go and do all these other things in life we're just helping you so that you're able to do those things easier or in a better way what a great reminder too! like live your life. Like the, the real purpose behind being healthy is actually to be available and be there and be present to what's happening in your life and go travel and do those walks that you're meant to do. So that's awesome. And I can lift 600 pounds. Just yeah, I'm sure you can, Brian. So. I'm sure you can. I don't want to get, oh. That's so awesome. So it's so fun to have Brian here because it's like so many memories that we started the show with. I've got to give him props because um, – we actually are going to head into Mars now. He, he always inspired us. 
um, at our shows and gave us some missions. And it was just an inspiration. And it started with like different levels. And I remember this like being like the highlight of the show. Like we were all looking forward to a minute with Mars, you know, and I think you have something prepared for us. I do. And are, I'll, you, are you ready to? I, I am. And let me say this. You inspire me. And all of our guests have always inspired me. So that's, I appreciate you saying that, but we're talking about competition. And all you have to do is get a little bit better every single day. All you have to do is beat yesterday's performance, improve that version of you from the previous day. Look in the mirror. That's your competition. Bruce Lee describes the competition within us designed to push us toward greatness. If you always put limits on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Legendary coach John Wooden once described competition by stating, the best competition I have is against myself to become better. So ladies and gentlemen, remember this, iron sharpens iron. Competition makes us better. Compete personally. Compete professionally, compete in life, compete every single day. Greatness is right in front of you. How bad do you want it? That was great. Competition is great. Love it. Bad. Yeah. Bad. I want a bad. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come to New Orleans again. <laughs> you're there now. Enjoy while you're there because you're coming home soon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let no, me tell you, the weather here is that. phenomenal. Mm. Like, if you are a runner, if you're into health, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. It's January? Seriously? So good. Oh, it's the best. My daughter is down in Louisiana, not in New Orleans, a little north of you guys, Mark and, and Rich. place called Monroe, affectionately known as Fun yeah. Row. Yes. Uh. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I think New Orleans is probably a little more uh, eventful. Is she competitive? She's competitive. Volleyball. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that competition serves us well. It really does in every aspect of our lives. It really does. As long as it's not controlled, it, as long as we control it, it's, yeah. it's a good thing. And with that, um, I'm very honored to be a part of the show today. It was actually really inspiring. I think I might go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to say it. And um, everyone I have a good just. podcast you can listen to. What's that? I have a good podcast you can listen to while you're out walking. Oh, send it my way. I'm looking forward to it. But thank you so much, everyone. We guys will see you next week. We have some fun stuff coming up, especially in February. See you next time.